You're listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss the various topics in animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And you're locked into another episode of the Analuya podcast. My name is Josh, and celebrating the beginning of March. My lovely wife, Rebecca. <laughs> well, that was an interesting intro, but uh, yes, hello everyone. I hope you've had a wonderful week uh, and, and introduction into March. Here's yep. hoping that uh, March is better than the last two Marches we've had. Yes. Um, Why? Well, in 2020, oh, March yeah. is when COVID happened. Right. And well, started really for most people in, in the U.S. Um and then last March in 2021, um, my company actually went through a ransomware attack. We were the victims of a ransomware attack. And so we were all kind of shut down and it was all crazy. And um, yeah, fun times, fun times. So here's hoping for a good and uneventful <laughs> March. Well, third time's a charm. Yeah, there, there you go. I'm always like, <clears throat> no, March seems to like signal the beginning, uh, well, for some areas at least the beginning of spring um with the winter we've been having i'm not holding out too much hope well it's the it's the meteorological is that right spring yeah. or, or is that is that not it where's the what there's a calendar that's like every three months or so it's a new season and that's the what calendar as opposed to the lunar calendar is that a thing yeah yeah the lunar calendar is a thing Okay. I'm not sure what I mean when you say everything else I'm just saying quarterly well yes that would be accurate but you know we're not meteorologists or weather people so we're gonna get <laughs> on to the stuff that matters we're really excited about this movie now last month February kind of just getting back into it so again I apologize that we made you sit through listen to our B movie recommendations or criticisms discussions riffs rather we hope you enjoyed them yeah there, there's some i mean it was it was kind of fun to talk about i them. mean yeah humor is always good and without further ado rebecca what is the movie that we're going to be discussing today the road to el dorado The song slaps hard every time. Oh I mean, I I don't care what you say. <laughs> I have I. That's the first thing I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, it does. They're great songs. Um, Elton John did most of the songs um, on the on here, and it makes a difference. Yeah, really, really, really good. And so to give you a few technical specifications, as always, this is The Road to El Dorado. It is rated PG. came out in the year 2000 by DreamWorks. Again, DreamWorks only. DreamWorks Animation wasn't a thing yet. Is There's a difference? Yeah. What's the difference between DreamWorks and DreamWorks Animation? Well, it's like, what's the difference between Disney and Disney animated motion picture? What is the difference? I don't know the difference. Just names. It's like, okay, did you want to watch something live action 
or something animated. But this is animated and it's just DreamWorks? Yeah, it's just just DreamWorks. Because they hadn't established a separate studio for animation? Is that well, right? Well, I don't think DreamWorks had done a lot of the animated films up to that point yet. When did this come out? 2000. Oh, so this was before Shrek. Yeah, so it was before Shrek and a lot of their other big hits. And because DreamWorks also did Prince of Egypt and, um, oh my goodness, the Joseph Code of, or King of Dreams. Yeah, Joseph King of Dreams, yes. Um, so that were, those were all later then, right? Right. So this was kind of like their first Jumping big, off point. Okay. Well, they dove into the deep end there. They, they and did. killed it <laughs> in a good way. Yes, they did indeed. I love this movie. It's so and good. for those of you who have not seen the Road to El Dorado, <clears throat> for those of you, for those of you who have not seen the Road to El Dorado, it is about two men, Miguel and Tulio, who <laughs> set off on a quest to find the lost city of El Dorado. Now, these two men—they're—they're they're not well—they're not respectable positions as far as society goes. They are—they're much swindlers. Shysters, con artists, <laughs> take your pick. Oh my goodness. Uh, they're sinners. Well, how about we just leave it at that? Yeah. <laughs> well, in the first like few minutes, we see them playing a game and they're <laughs> playing with loaded dice. <gasps> yes. And we have now their partners, but their relationship is very weird. Like, again, I think this is all planned out, but here's kind of like the relationship between Tulio and the girl. <laughs> Your dice are loaded! What? You gave me loaded dice? Mm. He gave me loaded dice! Guard, arrest him! You dare to impugn my honor? He was the one who was cheating! Arrest him! He tricked these sailors and took them... So as this altercation is starting between the te- between the between the other men that they're playing, Tulio and Miguel, and Tulio is all about the theatrics, just overplaying. Oh, you gave me loaded dice, and Miguel is playing his little mandolin in the background to add even more tension. <laughs> He's really funny. And you see them running about town trying to escape the other guys, and they're 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 in like shit good at what they do now when you think about main a main character or main characters in this regard you don't think of them as you know con artists you think of them as, you know somebody who would say going through a rough time or through a hero's journey something like that someone of good standing and good qualities not these two no and that stand that stands true throughout the entire movie at the end i was like what did they learn yeah, that was like. What did they change? Did they uh, grow? Did they develop? Right. No. No. They, I mean, well, mm, maybe maybe they came out with a different outlook, but I mean, their their friendship was in trouble during the movie, and they were at odds, and then towards the end, they became friends again. I guess they learned to give up the gold that they had. Yeah. You know, learn that gold isn't everything, and yeah, friendship gold, is more important right. than gold. I guess. Yeah, so they learned a little bit. I guess. Again, though, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, we chose a few kind of key themes that we wanted to touch upon for this episode. Again, this does center around gold, and gold is very much valued at a higher price, depending on the area, depending on 
a time and kind of like, you know, the whole stock exchange of, you know, what is gold worth? Again, you can look that up on your own. But gold entices people to want more gold. Mm. It's like, oh, I have this gold plate. I would like gold silverware to go with the gold plate. I'm not as full. Have everything in my house gold, gold plated toilet seat. That works. People go crazy. Yeah, and Tulio and Miguel are definitely like this. They want the gold. They love the gold. And they end up getting this map from that um, little dice thing that Josh was talking about a second ago. And that is a map to El Dorado. And El Dorado is a, I'm pretty sure the translation literally is City of Gold. Yes. And so they end up going on this grand adventure that's hilarious and and uh such fun to watch and they end up making it to el dorado and they then um when they get there the people think that they're gods yes because the prophecy has foretold Mm-hmm. that they will come and the person who is kind of you know making this come about making these uh, assumptions rather Zekulkan. is Zekulkan. Zekulkan. <laughs> he's a scary dude he is like, especially <laughs> especially with that mask that he wears oh yeah yes you're like huh, i don't like you man no i'm much more like the fat chief yeah well he's great <laughs> He's he's very laid back. He's he's awesome. His facial expressions throughout the entire movie are my favorite. Yes. He's like Zekel Khan is talking, saying, They are the gods, they demand blood. And well, he's just because, like looking off like this dude don't know what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, was Zekel Khan he is very much just wanted to see things fulfilled and like he's like, you know, joyous about it. He's like, Yeah, you can't do purify the city of blood and well the reason he wants that no okay no one in their right mind really wants that type of god he thinks he wants that type of god but it's only to me it's only for his own selfish ambitions that he wants that i don't think he really wants it for any other reason because (laughs) who's to say he would be safe realistically And and as we found out at the very end, he wasn't safe from that wrathful, vengeful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he 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 gets his uh his comeuppance. Yeah, he yeah, and you know yeah he like I said, I think it's just for selfish ambition that he really wanted um to be there because he wanted to be the voice of the gods he's the one i mean pride it's that sinful greedy nature that runs throughout the whole thing since we're on the topic so rebecca has a word study bible and and basically it'll give you all these verses all this context for this one word so if you really want to do a deep dive into word study as it in re- in regards to you know a biblical context, definitely get a worth city Bible. Uh, Becca, what's the one that you have? So this is actually a topical Bible. So sorry, a topical Bible. Yeah. There are word study Bibles. There are there are words. Yeah, that would be like Strong's Concordance or um, Vine's Expository Concordance, which links up with Strong's. Um, unfortunately, most of them are tied to king james version which uh, is a struggle um but but there's other things 
anyway, uh, there's a list of resources. If you're interested, let me know. Um, but yeah, so this is Nave's topical Bible. And yeah, I've looked up the, I've looked up pride and there's a lot of verses. There's around 120 verses in this topical Bible. Oh boy. And while we would love to go through all those for the sake of time, uh, how about you just pick out a few for us? Well, yeah, I say that though to say that the Bible really digs deep into pride. It's a big problem. And if if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't deal with pride. Uh, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> that right there um, is an indicator that you deal with pride. And um, we say that in love, of course. Um, but recognizing is a step to recovery and to at least moving forward. So um yeah the bible deals a lot with it it's a it's bad you've heard the pride comes before the fall um i don't know where that i'm sure that's in this big long list of 120 verses but um yeah so it deals a lot with it let me see if i can find one that's like typical of or you know okay so to me um these verses really demonstrate um how god views pride and and how we view ourselves so this is romans 12 starting in 1 verse 1 I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect for by the grace given to me i say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that god has assigned for as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we though many are one body in christ and individually members of one of another. Really powerful stuff. I mean, you know, it's hard not to have like a big ego when you are a certain status or, yeah, you know, sometimes I mean, I know I've been guilty of like looking down on people because I'm at a higher socioeconomic status or whatever it may be, or I have this, you don't have that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally guilty of doing that. Yeah, and Paul goes on here in in chapter 12 to talk about, he had just started talking about the, you know, we're all members of the same body of Christ, but he's talking about um, spiritual gifts. And, um, you know, he's saying some of us have, you know, the gift of prophecy. Some, uh, you know, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. So let's use them, you know, service and serving, uh, teaching, um, so then there's uh, one who exhorts, which is encouraging, um, one who contributes in generosity, one who leads with zeal, um, and one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So there's all different kinds of gifts that we're given as Christians, and we all have a place. We all have a part. We can't all be eyes or else we would be able to see anything but not do anything. You know, we can't all be hands doing things or who's going to see <laughs> so that we can do things, you know, or, or ears to hear and mouths to speak. And, um, you know, we're all different parts of the body. Some of us are, you know, kidneys and we filter, filter blood. We filter the word. We, you know, all of that. And some are um, 
the liver, some of the liver. So they're detoxing. Um, you know, they help people detox from outside culture, perhaps. So there's all different kinds of things. Stomachs digesting the word, um, internalizing it, all of that. Um, so it's pretty beautiful, I think, anyway, to look at the different way that we are the different body parts. Relating this back to the word El Dorado, um, we see this pride in Tulio and Miguel as if they already didn't have big egos before. <laughs> yeah. Then they come along and they're like, oh, you are the prophesied gods. Yes. are like, oh, why, yes, we are. Worship us. Yes. There is this one scene in the movie where I think this is a great demonstration of the pride, um, which is they're playing a uh, game where they had to get a ball through the hoop and they are up against these like big burly men well they're professional whatever this game is yeah, ball players right and so they they just dodge the maneuver and when asked by shekel khan shekel khan i can't remember that Shekel-Kan. when asked by shekel khan it's like oh what's going on here's how that transpires Lords, well you're not supposed to put the ball into play oh well, no, 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 no. We were merely demonstrating the um, traditional uh, the first avoidance maneuver. Ah, I've never heard of such a thing. Excuse me. Who invented this game? What? The gods. <laughs> of course. Yes, you simpleton. <laughs> Silly goose. <laughs> Silly goose. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean... We've probably all had been that way at some point or another <clears throat> and saying, do you not know who I am? It's like, why Why are you questioning me? Yeah, as if no one could or should ever question you. Right. <laughs> I, I never made mistakes. I am perfect. Uh, so. no. You know, my, uh, so my dad taught me growing up because his mom taught him that um, even if you think and you know in your little heart of hearts that you are right about something you should always always give the little caveat of i may be wrong or don't quote me on that or something like that because as soon as you put your absolute everything into a statement you're wrong and then who looks like a fool you (laughs) it's also it's also a good uh a good lesson for marriage. You want to be right. Right. How do you yeah. want to be happy? Well, well, you know, and there's, you know, so we went to a, a marriage conference over the weekend and um, they talked about one of the big things was that, you know, we hear all the time we need to give grace, give grace, give grace. But something that the, the teacher talked about was that grace doesn't call wrong right. Grace is a way of dealing with wrong. And I thought that was such a a great phrase to use and that it's not because people are wrong sometimes and you don't have to in relationships in general and in marriage of course but um you don't have to say yeah you know what i was wrong when i don't know you're it's just it's a way of it's not calling wrong right i guess um but i thought that was really really good really practical and that is an interesting like perspective and a good way to look at it Mm-hmm. I know. I hate that you missed the the second day. I know that when uh, when you moderate a webinar, you gotta moderate a webinar. Yeah, making that money for us. The monies. Yeah. 
<laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah. But moving on from Pride a little bit, let's get to another main theme of this movie, which is a god complex. Oh, yes. Now, again, we've already established that when Tulio and Miguel get to El Dorado, they're mistaken for these prophesied gods that are said to come back and purify the land. Well, the crazy thing is, is that they started off, of course, with pride in their heart, as we just established. Um, and then when they when they say that they're when they are mistaken for gods, they I mean, they, of course, don't believe it, but they're it's just another con to them. Um, but at some point along the way, they really start to believe it. There's even a point where um, <laughs> actually the the thing that convinces the whole village that they are gods is because is right when they get there and Tulio and Miguel are arguing back and forth and they're like, no, no, we can't do this. We can't stay. And there's a volcano in the background that's oh, about to yeah. erupt. <laughs> and they're like, ah, stop. And all the snow confusion <laughs> just sucks back. it back into the earth. And all the people are like, oh, wow. And then you saw them bow before them. It's like, wow, that's. And, you know, they didn't get a song about it. It's a breeze which rather suits us in the interim. It's me and him. I'll say, I mean, these songs are on point. Um, so again, Tough to Be a God is kind of, they've already established that, okay, you know, these people think, you know, we're guys, you know, why not play the part? Do you want to know who the other person singing is? Who? Randy. Really? Randy Newman? Apparently. According to azlyrics.com, anyway. Oh. Now, now, let's talk about your love-hate relationship with Randy Newman. Uh. This woman does not like Toy Story. No, for, that's not true. <laughs> for the fact that you got a friend in me. No, is, I just don't like you got a friend in me. I don't know. I just don't like that song. Okay. I, I don't know why. I just, nope. I love the words and I love the sentiment. I just don't like that song. <laughs> You know, I also didn't like it when Randy Newman sang Evangeline and Mabel Evangeline. Oh, yeah. And the Princess and the Frog. And the Princess and the yeah. Frog. Yeah. Uh, he's just not my favorite. Although he doesn't sound like those characters in this song. And I appreciate that. Yeah. He's got a... I can get behind this yeah. song. I mean, yeah. you know, mm, I don't... Don't love this song, but you know, whatever. Is Elton Elton John's in it, so it's okay. It's okay by me, only because <laughs> Elton's there. Well, there, there's that redeeming quality. But we've seen time and time again throughout history of uh, the people who have positioned themselves to be God or a God to gain popularity. Again, very much self-serving to feel important. Again, we had you know Jim Jones. We have, you know, David Miscavish, who is the leader of Scientology. We also just, many, many people, uh, Charles Manson was one. So many cult leaders. Yeah, this song too, It's Tough to Be a God, is really interesting. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. And um, it starts off with Elton John, which, um, who's the first one to start singing this song, Josh? I think Tulio. 
Tulio. Okay, well, Tulio is Elton John then in that case. And um, he says, I hardly think I'm qualified to come across all sanctified. I just don't cut it with the cherubim. This town's already on its knees. Being worshipped is a breeze. I barely know the words to any hymn. And then Randy Newman says, which would be Miguel. Listen, if we don't comply with the locals' wishes, I can see us being sanctified or stuffed. Let's be gods. The perks are great. El Dorado on a plate. Local feeling should not be uh, should not be rebuffed. It's tough to be a god. Tread where the mortals have not trod. Yeah, be dignified. Be oh defied when really you're a sham. So they know. They know they're a sham be an object of devotion, be the subject of psalms. It's a terrifying notion, all those prayers and all those psalms. <laughs> uh, any normal man would bridle if he's forced to be an idol. He's forced to be an idol. Also, they chose it. Uh, and a normal man's exactly what I am. Well, they know that. It's really interesting, yeah. you know, to like listen to the oh, lyrics. Yeah, and then kind of like read them and like kind of like hear them out that way. Yeah, right. But they also have an accomplice who's kind of also, you know, further purporting this facade, and that is Shell. Mm-hmm. And she comes along as somebody who has stolen an artifact from El Dorado, and they kind of, you know, she kind of tells a little thing. Like, oh, she's I was, a bad influence. She is. She is really bad influence. Yeah, and she's just like Miguel and Tulio. And she's just really in it for herself, just like Miguel and Tulio are. And she says something to the effect of, all right, well, if you two don't want my help, and I guess she'll just go forward with the sacrifice, and that will be that. And they're like, oh, we can't, we can't go through that. It's like, okay, well, all right, all right. You can, you can help us, but we don't like it. But they do. They love it. Yeah. Or at least... Uh, and Tulio does. Tulio yeah. likes it. A few uh, compromising situations. Um, but again... And he was the very one to say, no, hands off yeah, of yeah, like, As far as like, you know temptation because like he is very much focused on the end goal but um i'll say it right here now she's not me <laughs> she is she's she's you know being that temptress uh you know it's like julia is like well you know we're alone now and i'm here and you're here and you know whatever transpires from that um so gonna say oh yeah she yeah she is definitely naughty she there's uh, there's a lot of temptation she she's not helpful on the whole temptation front at all she is a temptress although she does help them yeah uh, she, well, she helps them keep their con up right yeah that's not a helpful friend no no it's not a bad friend yeah um yeah i'd love to talk about the priest shekelkar Shekel- okay all right let's go ahead and and how he wants a sacrifice of blood he is he's very much hard on all the sacrifice yeah he's it's almost like he's the personification of what people think the god of the old testament is oh yeah just very spiteful and vengeful and yeah you know i'm gonna smite you and stuff like that yeah, and I mean that's the God He serves, and you know I th- I think we all we all have sometimes there are different gods that we can serve. Some people, whether this is the true God or not, will serve the vengeful God 
who they think will avenge them here and now and you know it's or only ever gives grace or never i don't know they just they think god is something he's not or that he's always mean and that he's just spiteful and um that's not the true god that you have a distorted view of god um the true god is loving and kind and we don't understand his ways because again as it says his ways are higher his his ways are higher than our ways Mm -hmm. and his thoughts higher than our thoughts his mercies are new every day yeah yeah and it's you know people can come to that conclusion i think about god because of a lot of different reasons a big reason being um their parents their parents is a big one awol parents um that's emotionally or physically either the mom or the dad isn't there and so they end up having a distorted view of god because of how they grew up and um that plays plays a big big role in that but yeah i think shekel khan is serving a vengeful god you know what some people see as the god of the old testament because god did require blood in the old testament he required sacrifices and what it's what's super important to know is that god what's super important to know is that the sacrifices of the old testament did not take away the sin and cleanse the sin it only covered the sin the only the blood of jesus can take away the sin and um yeah that was all i wanted to say about that yeah i didn't i did not like shekel khan he is my least favorite character well, he's the villain. Yeah. Well, so, I liked him as a villain. He I was mean, good, a yeah. good villain. He was just like, I mean, it's like every time you saw him, it's like, oh, you're ready to do the sacrifice now? Yeah. He's like, what about now? Hmm? Please, please, please. Come on, come on. You want to sacrifice him? Yeah. Let's kill some people. Yeah. It's like, okay, chill, dude. Pretty much. Yeah. Just calm down. Yeah. The beautiful thing is that God doesn't require sacrifice anymore like that like the sacrifice in the old testament now he does call us to die to ourselves every day and take up our cross but um that's so that he can magnify himself in us and um you know the prayer i love the prayer lord less of me and more of you let people see less of me and more of you it's also kind of reminds me of the whole i in second campaign yeah that was a few years ago mm-hmm oh a little bit ago um their headquarters though are here in the nashville area they are in middle tennessee yeah i think in downtown franklin something like that yeah but it was a good good campaign i mean in general like that's true well yeah i mean and first a second yeah always absolutely and by putting him in his rightful place god that is then we can truly love people the way that we were meant to love them and the Bible says that the world will know us by our love. It's our love that will notice that people will notice and go, something different's about these people. Yeah, what hmm. is it? <laughs> yeah. So I hope that I live my life in such a way that people notice that. They notice God instead of me. Yeah. I think the biggest insult that I could ever get is oh, I didn't know you were, you know, a Jesus follower or a Christian. So Right. Oof, oof, that yeah. hurts. Yeah, like something's really yeah, wrong. So it's, yeah, it's like, well, nothing's wrong with you. It's something's wrong with me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need to figure out what that is. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we want to, as far as like delve into, require uh, with the road to El Dorado. Again, a lot of different things that you can pick and choose from this movie. Again, all around, we enjoyed this movie. Again, there's not a big, you know 
at the end, okay, this is what we learned today. Well, I mean, you know, and something I wrote at the end of my notes here actually was, um, do you think that they learned their lesson with cons or pride or greed? No. I would agree. What would change that? Uh, for their cons not to work. <laughs> like a big, you know, flop would probably, that's probably what would need to happen. Yeah, I think so too. I think God brings us to the end of ourselves when we realize that we truly need him. You know, I heard him. Um, so also at the marriage conference, since I know you weren't there at the very end, um, this guy's name, he was, his name was uh, Paul Tripp. He was great. I really enjoyed him. But um, he said, you have to become hopeless in order to find hope. And that's a nice little pithy saying, but it's true. We have to come to a point of hopelessness in ourselves of like, I can't do this anymore. I can't carry on this con. I, I can't, you know, there is nothing left for pride in me. There is, I want nothing else because everything has been stripped away and God, you are my only hope. I, otherwise I have no hope. And he has to take us to that place sometimes to strip everything away for us to realize that we need him. Because you, you have to see the mess and the, the depravity of man in, in yourself in order to receive the good news. You have to see the junk in order to receive the good. There, unless you agree with that. Again, you have to come to a place where, like, you know, I'm filthy, I'm dirty, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. But God says, but wait, here's all the good things. And I'm going to bring you through this and show you that, you know, I'm the kind of what holds the glue together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Or on the glue that holds things together, rather. Exactly. So getting on to recommendations. Rebecca, since you really like this movie. Uh, I would say uh, 9.5. I'm holding out a 10. I don't think anything's a 10. Yeah, solid 9. But it's darn near close. Yeah, solid 9 for me. Solid 9. Um, I would. It's not I, very redemptive, but <laughs> no. that's, that's the only reason why. Maybe a solid 9 is <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, again... No redemptive qualities for the characters, really, as far as, like, life lesson or do they learn anything. But, again, it was a very enjoyable movie. I love it. It's it's one of my favorites. You know, I forget, honestly, how good it is until we watch it again. And speaking of watching, it is the beginning of the month, and you know what that means. This is what we're watching this week. Again, as I said, for the start of season two, we were going to do this every week because, again, watching the same stuff, we want to get through things and, <laughs> you know, start new things and kind of get along with it. So, Rebecca, you have finished Inuyasha, the original. Yeah, the original Inuyasha. Woo! All 700 some odd episodes. <laughs> I don't think there were that many, <laughs> but um, there were seven seasons. Well, eight seasons actually plus there's like three different movies or something i didn't watch all the movies um just one movie i'd probably go back at some point and watch it but uh yeah finally finished and now we're on to the more recent one uh, Yashi yashihima yashime yeah yashime uh, yeah. yeah, i don't know yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called one of us is right we'll figure out who it is <laughs> oh uh, but yeah, so you're not familiar with what that is. That is basically the kind of the continuation of the Inuyasha story where you have the daughters of Moroku and the daughter. Uh, no, it's no. the, as well. No. Moroku and Sango have like one Shishomaru. daughter. 
and a son, a daughter and a son. Yeah. No. Yeah. The she, daughters of Seshomaru. Yes. And then the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. Kagome. Yeah. Yep. So again, that really enjoy it. Again, I don't know why I can get into Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Words are hard today. Inuyasha. <laughs> but I really like this one. So I'm really enjoying yeah. that. And we are still on the final season of Attack on Titan. Recently, we wrapped up, or what is kind of wrapping up, the um, Jobless Reincarnation with the uh, adventures of Rudius, Richard, and Lady Eris. But you said that it was kind of strange that there was only 23 episodes. Yeah, it's weird. And Why not 24? Just do one more episode. What I think is going to happen is there's been talks of like an OVA that will focus on Lady Eris as a um, like dragon slayer or something like that. Oh, well, hopefully she can grow up quickly and join uh, Rudeus again. Yeah, it, it it was really nice. Like in the last episode, where it was very reflective on yeah. Rudeus and, you know, the forest reincarnation and everything like that. Yeah, it was, um, it was tough to see him deal with depression. Yeah. And with such a terrible situation, bullying and, you know, no wonder he didn't get up and yeah. and do anything. But I'm proud of him for working through that and realizing that there are people who love him and want to uh, want him to see him succeed. Yeah. I mean, really, like when this series started out, you did not like it at no, all. I didn't. I still uh, have issues with it, I got to say. Yeah. I mean, because it was very much hyping up the sexualization oh, of a way lot of too things. much but way too much i will say that radius as a character he does a lot of great development and a lot of growth throughout the series he does i think that's why they started out that way mm -hmm. so you could see that growth but like right ugh, it just makes me uncomfortable and also demon slayer the entertainment district arc has come to a close uh so good yes it was basically just centered on one big battle and i it was a big build-up <sighs> yes. it took several episodes of boring setup to to get to where we needed to be but and then it was like yeah, yeah when the action started it it, it was great it kept on running yep yeah moving away from uh anime that we've been watching um, I've been reading the Wheel of Time books uh, at work. and Which is also a series on Amazon Prime, in case if you're interested. Exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, I saw, well, I saw the, I saw the trailer for the TV show on Amazon. And I was like, that looks really good as a series. Looks like, it's because it's like a fantasy thing, coming of age. Um, looks really, really good. Uh, and then I found out that it was a book series. And I was like, oh, let's take a look at the book series. So I looked at it and found out there are 12 books in this series. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the series. I'm going to start reading this. And so I finished now two books and I've started the third. This is all in like a month by the way and these books are like 30 hour books so i've been listening to like three hours oh my gosh <laughs> of audiobook a day <laughs> but anyway um but i did i did go on amazon and finish uh and watch the first season of the wheel of time and it was it was good they over sexualized some things that i was like come on why do you gotta do that didn't have to that's not the way the story reads one of the great things about it is that it's actually a very clean book 
series. I really appreciate that. Um, there, cause the world building in the book, here I am just like gushing about this book series, but, but if you're looking for a clean book series, um, this is a really good option because they, um, at least like their, their curses and their, their language. Anyway, the book series is really good if you're interested in looking for a clean book series to read. Oh, and we're also reading or reading, listen to me. We're also, uh, we're really close on finishing Ted Lasso. Yes, we just got uh, two episodes left in season two, so really excited about that. Yes, it's such a good show. It's really a feel-good show. Just I love it. Guy trying to search for the you know the high points in life, and yeah. it's really good. But also realizing that just because you're happy all the time doesn't mean that you are actually happy all the time. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to get help if you need it. It's it's so good. It's so good. And a personal update for me, I have finished the Kingdom Hearts saga, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. I did do Birth by Sleep. I did do Dream Drop. I could not get into the card system that was Chain of Memories, and I didn't do the others. I just watched the cutscenes because, <laughs> yes, I'm into the gameplay, but I just wanted to get through it and get through, get into the story see what's happening so it'll probably be another year or two before canon hearts 4 or another continuation in the story comes about but the end of this past sunday such a good story very emotional parts but now i just gotta get through the uh the other rpg games on the plane yeah you're enjoying that uh ps5 got for christmas I, I, i'm getting the i'm getting the use out of it <laughs> <laughs> oh we also finished up um sao the newest season yes yes so um we're the underworld recently just got the dub i think a couple of weeks ago oh, gosh and, and we're already finished I, I know we finished it in like a week i know it's so good though we kind of started like a new tradition or well at least i think it's a tradition like every saturday or sunday night like i'll just follow the random episode of hotel of hotel hell with gordon ramsay <laughs> and that's like our trash reality tv for the week yes they're so good though yes it is <laughs> What do you got for us today, Gordon? <laughs> oh, gosh. Just like, so, man, that's terrible. And just, gosh, yeah. He goes through, like, the reception, the room, and it is very weird. Like, in this recent episode, it was, everything was about the Ferrari. Oh, gosh, yeah. And the, going to this room is all red, and it's awful. There's a there's a jacuzzi tub in the living space. Not, Gosh, not, and I feel like in every yeah, I feel like in every episode he's got to show his bare butt. <laughs> Why, man? Why? We don't want to see your butt. It's in the contract, probably. It's like, all right, Gordon, you got to the bath, you got to the shower now. Gosh, it's <laughs> why? It's no point. I guess they're trying to appease the women who actually want to see that. Uh, uh, maybe. I I don't personally. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's like that. Um, there's another Gordon Ramsay show I've been watching recently. Um, the um, top level chef or next level chef. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We talked about that. I think it was uh, last month. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. There. I just. Yeah. I think I had just started it then, but it's so good. There was one of the contestants. Um, she was like, I just can't, you know, stop staring at him with those biceps and wow look he looks so whatever she was just like dazed <laughs> she couldn't think. i mean i mean i'll get you he's, he's a good looking man <sighs> yeah yeah he is 
and is a fantastic cook again if you've ever watched hell's kitchen or kitchen nightmares he tells it like it is though yes. he i think one of his values is candor yeah he he, he has some <laughs> <laughs> yes well enough about that again we hope you guys have enjoyed our discussion and kind of our in-depth um kind of a topical study into the road to el dorado and we will be back next week and i'm gonna tell you what is gonna be next week we're um since we have been watching ted lasso that means we have apple tv plus again it was a free six month promotion with my ps5 so we'll be reviewing and discussing the movie wolf walkers yeah and the reason is because they're an irish company yes so again or st patrick's Woo! all right well we will see you guys next week bye everybody thank you for listening to the analuya podcast be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram to keep up with all the latest information we would love to hear your comments and questions about today's episode as well as suggestions for future episodes you can message us on our socials or email us at contact at analuya.com 